How did you do? How did you do? Podcast family, how are you? This is your girl MGW and this is another episode of The Spoken Word. If this is your first time, it's a hearty welcome to you. Thank you for joining us. And if you've been tuning in episodes and seasons after seasons, then it is continuous. Thank you and big up and happy that you decided to continue with us. For this episode, I want to continue along the vein of fresh oil February because yes, we are still in the month of February, but I want to get a little closer and direct with someone and say, prepare for your blessing. So yes, it is fresh oil February. Something is required of you and you have to prepare for your blessings. Before we go any further, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to honor you this another day, a brand new day, moment, night, opportunity that you have given unto us. As you have given it unto us, we give it back to you there, Father. And Lord, we just ask for your good and perfect will to be done. As we are preparing for our blessings, we ask that you prepare us so that we in turn can prepare ourselves to receive all that you have in store for us. Lord, create in us clean hearts. Renew your right spirit within us, we pray. Lord, forgive us of all our sins and our trespasses because it's against you and you alone that we have sinned and done what is evil. But even now, as you wash us, as you as you cleanse us from all unrighteousness, we confirm, we agree, we say, yes, we are prepared to receive from you. So have your way. Take all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Our main scripture comes to us from 2 Kings 4, and I'll be reading from verses 2 through to about 7. I'm going to use the message translation for this one. Elijah said, I wonder, how can I be of help? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing, she said. Well, I do have a little oil. Here's what you do, said Elijah. Go up and down the street and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbors and not just a few, all you can get. Then come home and lock the door behind you, you and your sons. Pour oil into each container. When each is full, set it aside. She did what he said. She locked the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the containers to her, she filled them. When all the jugs and bowls were full, she said to one of her sons, Another jug, please. He said, That's it. There are no more jugs. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the story to the man of God. He said, Go sell the oil and make good on your debts. Live, both you and your sons, on what's left. The word of the Lord. Amen again. So the verse that is missing from this, it tells us who, who is the man of God. So the man of God being referenced in this story is Elijah. So there's a woman, a widow woman, and th this widow woman, she's the wife of someone who was in the circle of prophets to whom, to whom Elijah was a part or Elijah had responsibility for. Now he died and this woman was left in a bad position. She was left hoeing depths. She was left 
just being in debt and she had nothing or so she thought she had nothing and the creditors came and it was at this point that the creditors he was about to take her son i'd want to think the sons were the only valuable position or the only thing she had left considering she lost her husband and she went to elijah the man of god for help and that's how we got into verse two when you know after she came and she presented the situation to elijah elijah wondered how could i help this woman and as we're saying, it is prepare for your blessings. Yes, the Lord has told us fresh oil, February. And we, we understand that oftentimes when there's something for us, there, there is something that we need to do. There's a requirement for us. And, and we're going to put ourselves in the position of this widow woman today. As we listen in, Elijah said, you know, how can I be of help? And the first thing he asked her was, what do you have in your house? So it, it, it became a time for her to do an inventory. What do you have? And this woman who thought she had absolutely nothing, it, it's turning out that she had, she had enough. She had just what was needed at this time. She said, I have nothing except a little oil. I do have a little to oil if we were to if we were to look into the the king james version the king james version said thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil so whether we want to think of it as a pot of oil or a cup of oil or a big gel of oil the point is this woman thought that she had nothing that was a of worth but little did she know that she had enough she had enough and so i want you to do your own inventory check to see what do you have do you still have a little bit of faith do you still have a little bit of belief do you still have a bit of anointing what do you have what little thing of significance and value do you have in your position perhaps that is what you need that is what you need for the fresh oil to flow for the blessings to overtake you and as we listen to the account you know there, there were some things that elijah began to say to this woman and when she admits so it began with acknowledgement it began with that inventory what do you have so admitting where we are is important so as, as, as Paul even said, you know, he understood whatever seasons he was in to be content. So you have to acknowledge where you are. So whether you have little, whether you have much, then it, it begins with acknowledgement, even for contentment to take place. This woman acknowledged that I am in a dire spot. I'm in an uncomfortable space. I have nothing. I have the creditors coming at me and I have nothing. I need help. It's, it's, it's literally like going to God. Yes, he knows. But when we go to him, then we go to him with, with that spirit of truth. You go to truth in truth to say, I have nothing and I need your help now. This was a position. It's a humble position as well that the woman took when she went to Elijah. And Elijah saw the truth in her, saw that she really needed help, saw that she was in a position and he gave her some instructions. He said to her, go up and down the street and borrow, 
borrow containers, not just a few. The and I, as you may realize, I'm now between the message and the King James version. The King James says, "Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few." Now. I, I, I'm just stretching my imagination a bit just to think about it. If I go to borrow from my neighbors, chances are they may want to know why I need to borrow their containers. They may need to know why am I not satisfied with borrowing just maybe one from them. But I'm saying, do you have more than one? Can I borrow three? Can I borrow four? There's going to be some amount of curiosity coming from that. And when I thought about it, I thought about just even the humility that is required at that time. It's the test of faith that is required at that time. It is you being even vulnerable, vulnerable to persons just being exposed to your naked truth, being exposed to where you are at that point in time. This woman was down to her nothing. She was at her nothingness. And so I'm thinking that when we are preparing for our blessings, it has to be a time where we no longer watch face. We no longer care about what our neighbors will think, even though we need their assistance. So we are being vulnerable and open to their criticism. Why is she borrowing all of my containers? Why is she going all about just asking persons for, 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 for jugs and, and jars and barrels and, and buckets and cups and just everything that can hold something of value? Because what we recognize from the get-go is that this woman had something of value. But now she is preparing for the increase, for the multiplication on this value that she has. And she has to be vulnerable. Are we this open? Are we able to be naked and exposed? This requirement that, 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 that comes at this stage is vulnerability not being mindful so even our very pride is being tested we recognize that we can't be proud when it comes on to god like he requires us to be humble humility right now is being exposed it's being naked and not being ashamed of what people will think and say of you as we prepare for our blessings this is also an inventory check for us. Are we able to be vulnerable and unashamed? Are we able to be naked before others? Not, not, not being mindful of what they want to say in this point of time because of what is ahead of us. For us to manage this, for us to deal with this, we have to bear in mind what is ahead what is ahead is greater. Persons will say that our rear view mirrors when we're driving, it is small. But when you look at the windscreen in front of you, it is so big and wide. And, and it represents the blessing that is ahead of you. So yes, we look back to see, you know, what's happening, what is on our, our tails, so to speak. But 
greater attention is paid to what is before us. So as you prepare for your blessings, just know that what is ahead is greater. So yes, we are exposed at this stage, but what is coming at us, that oil that is coming, it is greater. Amen and amen. And so that's one of the instructions that Elijah gave her. The next thing he said to her is, after you've collected these containers, then you now need to go into your house, lock the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into every container until they're full. So it's not a halfway, but until they're full, then you set it aside. These are instructions. Have you been asking for instructions? Lord, what am I supposed to do at this stage? How is this relevant to what I am dealing with now? You know what you have. You know what you have presented to the Lord. To say, Lord, all I have is this little faith. All I have is this little belief. All I have is this little confidence or confidence. All I have is this. Now the Lord is giving you your next set of instructions. You would have gone to maybe a man of God or a woman of God to confide in them in your position at this time. And the Lord has told them to tell you something. No, you need to be in obedience to what they have said to you. For this widow woman, what Elijah said to her was, get the containers, close the door. This is speaking to us about seclusion. We have to know when we have to. So we were open to the neighbors just moments before. We were open to everybody on our streets knowing our business and our situation. Everybody in our neighborhood know our position to say, hey, the, the, the bills are due. They, they are coming for the house. They are coming to, to repossess the furniture and everything. They are coming to take everything that she has. So they were open to the shame. But as you prepare for the blessing, the Lord is saying that, no, it's just you and God and those in your immediate circle. For this woman, it was just her sons. For you, it may be just your husband, your children, your, your family member, but just those within your inner circle. The Lord is saying that, hey, move away from what they know. Come into this place of seclusion with me. The woman had to close the door. There was another account, and I believe this was with Elijah as well, with the Shunammite woman, and I do believe it's in the same passage, when her son died, Elijah had to close the door. So there are situations, and we have a few accounts, where doors had to be closed. If You have to close the door away from doubt. Doubts cannot be in the room that you're in if you're about to get your blessing. There was an account where, where, where somebody was asleep. I don't remember whose daughter it was. And when Jesus showed up, he said to them that she was only asleep and they didn't even understand. And he had to put them out and close the door. As you prepare for your blessings, doubt has to be closed out of what the Lord is doing in the hour. 
It can't be about spectating at this point in time. The, the sons were instrumental in what was happening up to this point. They were very much aware of the situation. They knew that it was a do or die moment. They were the ones going with their mother to get the containers. They know the, the time that was upon them. And so they had faith. They had enough faith. They knew what they needed to do. When their mother said, go and get some containers for me. They knew what was up. They knew the size. They knew exactly where to go. I, I can imagine that they went through to every house on the block, every house in the scheme as far as they could go. Because the man of God said, go up and about. Go everywhere and get the containers. And so it is. it becomes a secluded moment for you. It becomes a one-on-one, -on -one, the inner circle time. That's what it is now. And they got the instructions and they were following through the instructions. It is important to follow through and this becomes the obedience part of it. So we spoke about honesty. We spoke about humility. We, we, we spoke about the seclusion. Now we're saying it's being obedient being obedient and so the woman and her sons they were doing exactly what was told and they were just going through and they were filling up the containers and and i can imagine as they got to the brim of one container they were now working like a like 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 a processing line it was like a, a manufacturing line Containers were being passed. I can imagine one son is passing an empty container to the mother. She's pouring, might I tell you, from the same little oil that she had. So the pot of oil that she started with, the bottle of oil that she started with, is the same oil she's using to fill the containers. This is a test of faith. So as one son point pass the empty container to her the other son is now collecting the container the jar the bucket th that is filled and he's placing it in a in a row in a line on a table somewhere and as empty containers are passed and filled ones are being stored the mother is now asking and she just kept on asking because she realized the miracle that was happening she realized she realized that fresh oil was coming it was no longer just a little oil that she had there was an overflow of oil from the the small container that she started with and they were filling and filling and filling until she asked another container another jug and the son said, that's it. There are no more jugs. And that was when the oil stopped. So this oil that is being poured out in this month, it is not even only for February. But as I'm saying, February is important in the next days and months and years ahead, the seasons ahead. This woman, she got more than enough she went back and she reported the miracle to the man of God. And he said to her, go sell the oil. Make good on your debts. So your bills are settled. Go and clear your debts. Re remove the tarnish from your name. Remove the shame from your name. And what you have left, it is more than enough. He said, leave both you and your son on what is left 
The reproach has been taken away from this woman. The shame was taken away from this woman. She was no longer indebted. They could no longer come to take her son or her household possession or anything else that she had. The bills were paid. They were settled. And so we recognize that when we obey, when we follow through on the instructions, it is important for us. It is, it is making good for what is ahead. Remember, this woman had nothing. Perhaps they didn't even know because oil in this case was used for, for food. It was used for food. Of course, oil is used for lamps. It's used for the anointing oil. It has so many uses and oil is even used for riches. So it's, it speaks of wealth and possession. So this woman who started out with nothing, she had enough now that she had wealth now. She had wealth, wealth that she could clear her bills and could live on her, she and her sons. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. And so, man of God, woman of God, people of God, the Lord is saying, prepare for your blessings. Again, make this account your own. You know how far you are in the account. Maybe you are at the point where you're just getting your instructions. Maybe you've gotten your instructions and you're at the point where you need to do. But I'm just saying, do what you have to do. Have you, have you've endured, as you've endured the scorn, the reproach and everybody Knowing your situation, knowing that you're in debt, knowing that you've been scandaled, you've been ostracized, you've been criticized. If you've gone through that, why not go through all the way for your blessings? The blessings of the Lord, it make it rich and it add no sorrow. This woman was about to cry. She was about to be in sorrow again because remember she lost her husband. In that time and age, the husband would have been the breadwinner. She lost the breadwinner of the family. And she was about to lose her sons. This woman is even reminding me of a Naomi. But God stepped in and he turned her story around. He gave her fresh oil. He gave her abundant oil. He gave her oil that flowed flowed over her and her sons, flowed over her debts and made good for their future. So that's it. Fresh oil, February, prepare for your blessings. And that's what the Lord has laid on my heart to share with us today. And I pray that you will just follow through on whatever instructions you've received. Be obedient. Go all the way. Pour until there is nothing left. Take all that you need to take from what the Lord has given unto you. It is yours. You deserve it. Sometimes we wonder, am I worthy of all of this? But I'm saying, yes, you are worthy. Every blessing that the Lord has decided to pour into your lap, into your bosom, into your account, in, into your home, you are deserving of it. It is yours. It is yours. 
love and blessings love and blessings this is your girl mgw signing out another time from the spoken word